from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built for tough. Think about it. It is right here. It is right now. So strange. How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? (laughs) We'll get to answer that question here in just a couple minutes as practice right across the street from us is winding down here. Probably over the next, um, well, if they go the full allotted time, they will go uh, another 28 minutes uh, on the schedule. I believe practice is supposed to conclude at 1230, um, but that is not always the case. Uh, This is all if you're listening in real time and not after the fact on the Stokely and Zach podcast. And if that is you, and it might be the middle of the night and you're working the overnight shift, we appreciate you too. Um, We have a bunch of thoughts uh, from out at practice today, some leftover thoughts from yesterday. We are expecting to hear uh, this afternoon for the first time since I believe the first day of training camp. I believe we're going to hear from the Denver Broncos coordinators. Now, typically, and I mentioned this, I I believe, on the air yesterday, that uh, traditionally the coordinators talk once a week during training camp. The quarterback talks once a week during training camp. That has not been the case here under Sean Payton. As I'm sure you've heard, Sean Payton's doing things a little bit uh, differently here uh, in training camp 2023, which, by the way, thanks to our friends at Ting Internet, uh, if you live in Centennial, make Ting your Lightspeed Internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Go to ting.com slash centennial. Um, It's just a little bit different under Sean Payton. So, we heard from Vance Joseph and Joe Lombardi uh, the first day of training camp. We haven't heard from them since. So it's been a few weeks. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, checking in with um, specifically Vance Joseph, you know. And because of the more restricted uh, media access, I think the Vance Joseph storyline has not been as front and center uh, as you might think, just from a narrative and storyline standpoint, it's a very unusual setup where a guy would be the head coach of a of a of a team and have it go as poorly as it went under Vance Joseph, which in 2017, the Denver Broncos were the most blown out team in all of professional football. John Elway has to sleep on it, whether he gets fired after the first year, they bring him back for the second year, 2018. And it was um, not much of a disaster. But, um, you know, the, 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 the first cousin of disaster, uh, that 2018 season. So Vance has shown the door, and now he's back just a couple years later as the defensive coordinator. Just a very unusual setup. Um, so looking forward to hear from uh, VJ a little bit later this afternoon. There is a rumor bubbling that we might hear from Russell Wilson as well. Again, Russ, like the coordinators, spoke first day of training camp, and we have not heard from the starting quarterback since then. So really looking forward if that does come into focus, and we're not entirely sure, but there is a, um, a, a thought that, that Russ could be made available. If that's the case... You already know we're going to take them live right here on Stokely and Zach. Uh, just a minute ago, the crowd on the hill uh, popped from uh, some sort of 
positive offensive play, I would imagine. Uh, Brandon Stokely will uh, come back and relay uh, exactly what went down here in just a few short minutes. Uh, I have been out at practice for the last 90 minutes or so, and really the last hours when they start to uh, pick it up. Really the, the 11 to 12.30 uh, portion of practice is the most uh, impactful. And when it comes to some of my biggest observations, let's just start with um, some of the bad news, okay? Uh, I, I, I really like what I see off of one guy that I think is going to change the complexion of one side of the ball. We'll get to him in a second. But the unfortunate news, and I heard Nate and Orlando uh, referencing it uh, down the stretch of their show, is that Mike McGlinchey uh, limped off the field. Not exactly sure what happened. Uh, it looked like uh, he tweaked something. He began to um, uh, separate himself from the offensive line group, be stretched by a trainer, and then about 10 to 15 minutes later, he um, he kept limping and, and ultimately limped into the building. Don't know the severity of it. This would be a day where it, it would be really nice to hear from Sean Payton, but I don't think Sean Payton is actually scheduled to talk. So we'll see if we get an update on Mike McGlinchey. Um, we hope that that is the case, but... I'll just tell you, just to just to uh, be as transparent as possible, and Stokely and I have talked about uh, McGlinchey here uh, throughout training camp, it, it has not gone great. It has not gone great. Uh, now, there are natural elements that are working against offensive linemen. Um, we're not talking about one-on-ones. We're talking about in the team periods, uh, the inability to um, not be penalized pre-snap. And McGlinchey specifically – uh, penalized pre-snap over and over. It's been one of the themes of camp. Uh, yesterday, uh, Stokely made the analogy that it was like Connor McGovern with the snap issues. And r- as he was saying it, that that is what was coming to my mind because Connor McGovern, former uh, center, um, he had six to eight mistimed over the head, you know, at someone's feet type of snaps um, within like a 10-day period. And it was like, oh, my goodness. It's just it's like a vitamin, well, you know, one a day. Um, that has kind of turned into the McGlinchey factor with jumping uh, with false starts and being pre, uh, 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 suffering pre-snap penalties. And this is extremely relevant for multiple reasons. First and foremost, the Denver Broncos were the most penalized pre-snap football team in the National Football League a year ago. That's got to get cleaned up. Sean Payton has talked extensively about it. Um, and for whatever reason, McGlinchey hasn't been able to uh, calm those issues. And then in addition to that, um, when it just comes to the substance of trying to do his job when the play is um, happening, he, we've seen him get whooped on multiple occasions. We've seen him on his back. It just it just hasn't looked good. Now, there's context to this, uh, as with all of this stuff, and we try to emphasize this as much as possible. But when you're able to run the ball, right, it changes the complexion of what those defenders, you know, how they're even approaching any particular play. And when you know you're not, you know, running the ball uh, at, at max capacity, like they will on Friday night against the Arizona Cardinals, well, you can sort of play it a certain way and sort of cheat it. Um, again, we watch these reps through that lens, right? So we're not piling on Mike McGlinchey, um, but at the same time, we're, we're, we're being uh, honest and identifying uh, the lackluster uh, training camp that has been Mike McGlinchey's last uh, two weeks. And, of course, you're paying him $90 million, over $50 million guaranteed at a position that has been the most um, uh, revolving door of any position on the Denver Broncos, really since 
you know, our colleague Orlando Franklin moved on to the Chargers. They have not been able to solidify the right tackle position, and they've they've tried everything. Um, outside of a top-tier draft pick, uh, they have thrown money at it uh, in free agency with guys like, you know, Billy Turner or Jared Valdir or Menelik Watson or, you know, paying Jawan James, um, bringing back Billy Turner. I mean, they, they have tried it all. Cam, they, it just, the list goes on and on. I think it's 19 different right tackles have started for the Broncos uh, since Orlando Franklin uh, moved out of that position. So you pay this guy all this money, and it hasn't looked good, and now he looks hurt. So we'll keep an eye on that uh, Mike McGlinchey conversation. Unfortunately, it wasn't just McGlinchey who went down in practice. It was also wide receiver Brandon Johnson, who uh, this time a year ago was really one of the darlings of camp um, and played well, got his opportunity during the season, from what I can remember, made the most of uh, uh, most of those opportunities. Okay, um, didn't light the world on fire, but you're like, okay, you look forward to to this season. Like this guy could be a real member of this of this room. This guy could make the football team. You could see this guy on Sundays, and he went down during practice and stayed down for I don't know anywhere probably two, three, maybe even four minutes before uh, he got up. It looked like a lower left leg injury. Um, so, again, we'll keep our eye on Brandon Johnson specifically, the, the, the player. But also, it just highlights even more the concern that I have at the wide receiver position. And we've, we talked about the wideout room maybe as much as any room on the Broncos this offseason for a multitude of factors. And you guys already know uh, those, those factors. Uh, highest paid, often injured, um, you know, I would bet, I, and I would seriously bet that it's the um, it's the least productive room ever to be the highest paid in the sport. Like, I don't think in NFL history we've seen a room that is owed $44 million for one season, number one in the league, that has 1,000-yard season collectively among the whole room. I just... I would bet I would bet that that has never happened. Uh, and our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. So you come in to this season with a little bit of um, I don't know how you would uh, a phrase it. I'm sure each fan is different. For me, came into the season looking at the wide receiver position um, with um, well, a lot of times it depended on the day. Um, but I would say um, skepticism. You know, if they can all realize this potential at the same time. Um, and, and whether they can all stay healthy. Uh, Jerry Judy injury issues, Tim Patrick injury issues, Cortland Sutton injury issues, three years in a row for all three of them. And then on the you know second, third day of camp, whatever it was, Tim Patrick goes down. And now you have a day like today where Brandon Johnson goes down. Brandon Johnson may have to be starting games uh, for the Denver Broncos this season. And I have uh, been uh, on the record on these airwaves saying that if one more injury, and I mean this with every ounce of me, if the Denver Broncos suffer one more injury to that room, to either Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton, the Denver Broncos on paper would have the worst wide receiver unit in the entire league. Uh, remove one more of those guys, and if you're down two of the three of Tim Patrick, Judy, and Sutton, you will have the most lackluster and certainly overpaid wide receiver room in the entire league. You could argue that's already the case now. I won't spend our time doing that here today. But so when I see something like Brandon Johnson going down and we're still in the, you know, now second week of August, 
I just look at the room with even more concern from a health standpoint. Because Brandon Johnson is, 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 again, you could be excited about him, but largely, like in the NFL, through an NFL scope, Brandon Johnson's an unknown. But next thing you know, it's like, can you really afford to, to lose the depth of, of that room? Um, now let's flip the coin over. Let's flip that same coin, talking about the wide receiver room, over. There are two guys out there right now who are having great camps. Not good camps, great camps. And I mean this. Montrell Washington, who was the fifth-round pick out of Samford last year. Now, I know often criticized, and he deserves it, all right, because he had an incredible, disappointing rookie season. He was a non-factor um, because he was making plays last year in camp. If you were to, like, play the tape from August 8th, 2022, there's a good chance we might be talking about a catch that Montrell Washington made in Broncos training camp. But because the season went so disastrously for him personally, we weren't even bringing his name up when talking about wide receivers that could potentially um, make make the football team. But this guy, by just showing up every single day and making plays, has worked his way back into my consciousness of like, okay, could this guy – be any sort of factor in 2023. To what degree of a factor? I'm not even sure. And for right now, on this moment, on August 8th, I don't even care because this guy wasn't even on my radar three weeks ago. Wasn't even on my radar. But there he is once again out there um, making plays and not just plays, like touchdown grabs, whether it's the one-on-one period, whether it's the seven-on-seven period. I just have been really, really impressed with Montreal Washington. And he had a 50-50 ball, and he's just a little guy. Uh, He had a 50-50 ball today that he went up there and high-pointed in the end zone. It was a one-on-one period. Okay, so I don't want to mischaracterize it. But it's been a moment like that every single day for Montreal Washington that has made me go, huh. I wonder what is there that, that we didn't see a year ago. Um, and, and, again, we know how disastrous the Broncos were just in general a year ago. So that wasn't just a Montreal Washington problem. So I'm sort of looking at Montreal Washington, the second year wide out out of Samford, the FCS program, with a renewed, um, a, a renewed lens that I'm watching him through because he's just making me go, huh. The other guy that has really impressed me, and we've mentioned him probably more than Montreal, but this young player named Taylor Grimes. Now, maybe Taylor Grimes will just be uh, the darling of camp and he'll be a trivia question in three or four years. But this guy is working his way all the way up to first team reps. Yes, Taylor Grimes, he's number 13 out there. Uh, he played an incarnate word down there in Texas. Rookie status. He's 23 years old. And all he does, much like Montrell, is just... Make the play. He's not like going out and mossing someone, but he is just ex- uh, executing the play each and every time. So, Montreal Washington playing well, in my opinion, but Taylor Grimes as well, each and every day making plays, and he, and and he's he's you know chipping away into my mindset, but he's chipping away into the coach's mindset as well as he was getting first-team reps today. Brandon Stokely, speaking of first-team reps, is back in the fold here <sighs> from practice. A little tired, sorry. Yeah, you, 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 were, you were on the hop. Yeah, just, yeah, slow walk. No, fast walk across the street. Yes. Over here, and I'm out of breath. Uh, that's sometimes how I come into uh, to work, running up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, um, the roll so, reversal here. Yeah, um, not uh, not fun getting old. Yeah, Zach, it was nice, man. It was nice staying, being able to stay out there the whole time. 
um, and watching the, the finish of practice. They they finished up with a move the ball drill um, and up tempo move the ball drill. It wasn't two minute, uh, but they were there was tempo there, and it started off bad for offensively. It started off bad, uh, but it finished really good. So I liked um, some of the stuff I saw. Other stuff, you know, didn't like early on, but but later it got going a little bit better there, and and it finished with a nice play to Cortland Sutton for a 15-yard touchdown. Great. Really nice throw, uh, nice route, uh, but a perfect throw. On time, uh, rhythm, um, and and very accurate. So it was a skinny post, which is, uh, you know, a post pattern. You go towards the the upright of the um, goal post, Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is a skinny one, so, you know, you, you hit it on your like your fifth step, and then all you're trying to do is cross the face of the DB, and the ball should be on time right there because the DB is not backing up much. So you right. got you got to anticipate that as a quarterback and be very accurate, especially in the red zone when you're running that play, and he was. So give him a lot of credit for a really good throw there to finish off uh, practice for the ones on a very high note. So, so some encouraging stuff, Zach, right? The last couple of practices. It feels like it's getting a little bit better. I agree. Um, we'll see some, you know, we still see – yeah, too much bad for yeah. me, yeah. Uh, honestly. But overall, not, now we're seeing some good, which I think is a, a, a big positive. Yeah, like you know, uh, uh, last week, this time last week, we would have liked to come in here and say, "Hey, there was some good, some bad." That's what you expect from training camp. Unfortunately, and we sounded like a broken record because we were just relaying what we were seeing. It was just bad. So the fact that there's some good being shoehorned in between the bad stuff um, is is really encouraging, and it's nice to hear that that's how practice ended. I heard the crowd sort of explode over there. I was I was thinking that's maybe yeah. The, there was one play exploded on, which would have been a sack. You know, oh, crowd, okay. yeah, it would have been okay. a sack from Russ okay. you know, getting out of the pocket there. Um, but then the other play that you did probably hear was the touchdown to Cortland Sutton. So, um, like I said, some good, some bad. And uh, but finished off with a touchdown. And you were talking about Taylor Grimes there, uh, the slot receiver out of Incarnate Word. Um, yeah, and, and when you hear Sean Payton mention him and talk about him and, and, and the way that he did the other day, it, it, it lets you know that, um, you know, he's been doing enough to get their attention. Yeah. And then now, you know, Brandon Johnson goes down. He was kind of working there as that third wide receiver for him. It's wide open. And then now you're seeing Grimes get some reps here and there, right? Get a couple crumbles, right? And what can you do with those? Is, is the moment too big for you or, or, you know, is it not? And so that's what the coaches will see from him now. Um, but what a great opportunity for him to just try to make this football team. It's, it's kind of wide open. If he can stay healthy, uh, I, I think he probably has a really good chance of making this team. Now we'll see what it looks like in the preseason, what it looks like next week. But so far for a young football player early on, I think he's performing uh, really well. And so he's got a great opportunity right in front of him. Yeah, and, and it's one of these things that's like, okay, you got a coin, and there's two sides of it. Uh, the one side is you already lost one of your three best receivers. All right? And then, you, then you're talking about, hey, this room just got thin in a hurry, and uh, uh, then you see someone like Brandon Johnson go down. And it's like, well, all of a sudden, Brandon Johnson's importance to, this, to that wide receiver room carries different weight than it did 10 days ago. And so that's 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 the bad stuff. Tim Patrick going down, Grimes a little, or um, excuse me, Brandon Johnson a little bit banged up. Then you turn the coin over, and there's these, there's these unknowns of okay, Montrell Washington. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on Montrell. Um, 
I, I didn't want to repre- misrepresent it like he's out there mossing people, but he is consistently making plays, whether it's one-on-one period, whether it's seven-on-seven. I've liked what I've seen from Montreal Washington for a few days in a row now, and I've really liked what I've seen from Taylor Grimes. But those guys are more unknown. You know, so it's um, depending on how you want to look at it. You can be encouraged or you could be uh, a little bit nervous about the depth of the room. Yeah, it's, um, you know, this is NFL football. This is training camp. You uh, you go to ESPN.com, Pro Football Talk, and you look across the NFL and you see injury after injury after injury. Other guys have to step up, right? And that's what it's all about. Sometimes you get your opportunity, um, you can get them all different types of ways. And in this situation, you know, there, there's a great opportunity here for some of these young guys to make a football team. And who knows what that leads to moving forward uh, because of the injuries that we're seeing in front of those guys. But they got to step up because guess what? If they don't step up, that's when George Payton gets on the phone and calls a 37-year-old Brandon Stokely, mm. right? Like what happened to me in, in Baltimore my yep. last year there. Like, ah, we're going to take a look at our young guys, see how they perform. Those guys in Baltimore are not performing. Ozzie called me up. Next thing you know, I'm in training camp. I'm in training camp with the Baltimore Ravens. So that's what's going to happen here if these guys don't step up. Uh, But so far, I I agree with you. I like what I'm seeing from some of these guys. Another guy that I feel like is stepping up, and Sean Payton kind of called him out uh, last week, is Marquez Calloway. Mm. And you, you want me to tell you who loves Marquez Calloway, who loves him? Jared Stidham. I can tell by his actions. He trusts him, and that's the guy he wants to throw the football to because when he gets in the game, first play, uh, that that move the ball drill that I was talking about with Russ, first play, Marcus Callaway. Second play, uh, Marcus Callaway. Now it was incomplete, and that's kind of been a theme with him. You can tell that he trusts him, and that's the guy that he likes to go to when he's he's in the uh, lineup. So Callaway, and and I saw a couple nice catches from him today. He's starting to take a step forward, it looks like, and and get comfortable. Uh, Little Jordan Humphrey, on the other hand, eh, I don't know. Not looking good for him. Not looking good from because Sean Payton was with both of those guys, Callaway and Lil Jordan That's right. Humphrey uh, yep. in in New Orleans. Yep, right. So he knows them very well. And he talked. He, he was critical of them uh, last week. He was critical of them and the way they've been forming. He said he wants to see more from those guys. Right. Yep. And uh, Callaway has delivered. Um, Humphrey, on the other hand, got taken out of practice. Got sent to the sideline. False start. In that move the ball drill. Oh, ball wow. Sean Payton okay. said go. And then Callaway came in uh, for him right away. So, you know, you just can't have those little mistakes no, like that. No, Right? They, it, when, you're, when you're on the bubble, everything has got to be precise. Everything has got to be on the money. And um, so, you know, not ideal for, for Humphrey there. Well, it was interesting listening to Sean Payton yesterday. He was talking about the rookies and the evaluation and trusting your eyes, whether are drafted or undrafted. And he shoehorned this thing in at the end. He goes, veteran players, too. You know they're capable of it, and maybe you don't need to see it every day, but I still need to see it. And I'm like, who is he talking about? Who is he thinking about? And maybe it's one of those two receivers uh, that he's asked to step up. Um, Okay, we are live from Training Camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects for over three decades. That's Con, K-A-H-N, Construction. I am seeing a really positive sign from someone that can literally change his entire side of the football. And I'll tell you who it is coming up next. Live 
Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. All right, yes, we are live from Training Camp 2023, right across the street from Centura Training Center, where probably about 200 yards uh, away, we just watched uh, the Broncos practice uh, their first uh, their first game week, their quote unquote game week, first preseason game Friday night at Arizona. Um, and and I, I want to um, touch on something too um, uh, for a segment because. We're talking about what they. I heard Nate and Orlando talking about what they got going on tomorrow and the like the pre pre stuff that they're on doing. Thursday, uh, yes, 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 on Thursday. Sure. Excuse me, not tomorrow. Sure, um, uh, but uh, I wanted to kind of react to that, and because uh, I heard Orlando, he he didn't he didn't like it. Um, I heard but that I heard too. Chad Brown I heard that too. Chad Brown did like it. Yep. So uh, I got my opinion on that. So put it in the books. You got it. Right, you buddy. got it. We'll get to that this afternoon. Uh, we're going to hear from Vance Joseph here shortly. We're going to connect with our buddy James Merrillat here. Um, Two days in a row for James? Yeah. Goodness. Back to I, back. I, I told you yesterday. Not today. Remember, we skip a day. We need every other day. You <laughs> well, forgot that? We'll catch up with James okay. here in, in, right. in, in, in a short we few. Um, there is a guy out there at training camp who is impressing the hell out of me. I think his level of play in a lot of ways will dictate where the Denver Broncos defense goes. Oh, I got a guess on who you're talking about. And I could not be more impressed with what I've seen. Just isolated to this training camp, who am I talking about? Well, I think there's a couple candidates. Um uh, a few candidates. How about that? I, you could go Pat Sertan. Uh, I don't think you're talking about him, though, because he, but he looks great. But he looked great last year. Yep. Um, you could go. And then my other two candidates really are Zach Allen, right? Um, That's a good one. He's right, had a great right, right there in the middle of the defense. Yep. Um, uh, but, but the one that I, I do think you're talking about is um, a guy that we've talked a lot about. If he can just stay healthy and stay on the football field, the type of impact that he could have on this defense, and the guy that you threw a flyer on for defensive player of the year, five to win a lot, uh, Randy Gregory. <laughs> yes. Is that him? I am talking about Randy Gregory. This guy looks like a mutant. And I know some, pe- some people out there, they don't even want to hear about Randy Gregory. It's like, I don't want to hear about Randy Gregory in August. And I understand. If, if that's your if that's your point of view, I understand. This guy has missed more games than he's played in his NFL career. That spans like six, seven years now. So the sample size is very appropriate. If you want to bring harsh judgment on him, um, I am choosing to approach this season with a totally renewed lens, uh, washing away everything from the past. It's in the back of my mind, obviously. Right. But if Stokely, if that guy is healthy, based on what I saw through the first four games last year and what I'm seeing out there at camp, he is manhandling people. Yeah, look, he's got um, – you You watch him out here, you know, now for over a week, and we watched him when he was healthy last year. Now you know why George Payton paid him, right? And, and, and look, the pass rushers are hard to find. And you know why that, you know, uh, Jerry Jones with the Cowboys wanted to keep him, right? They thought they had him. They thought they were going to um, yep. re-sign him. And so, like, you see that talent. It's just staying healthy. It's just staying on the football field, right, and and being available for 17 weeks. Obviously, he hasn't been able to do that. But all the 
athleticism and everything else. I mean, he's got it all checked by far. I mean, he could be a top five NFL pass rusher this year in the NFL if he plays 17 games. I think you're looking at a 14, 15 type of sack guy if he plays every game. It's right? not crazy. It's re- it's really not. It's really not. That's why I took that baby flyer five to win a thousand. Oh, but there's a reason why it's five dollars to win a thousand. Right. Because his health is as never, never um, just totally come into focus. Um, but man, you talk about like the combination of speed and power. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, movie He Got Game with Denzel Washington. They got the agent. He's pitching. He's pitching uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth to, to be his agent. Ray goes, Allen. Yes, yes. He goes speed and power. It's like it's like platinum and diamonds. Uh, that's what it's like. It's a, ra- it's a rare combination. It's the also. length. It's the bend. It's. This, I watched him in one on one, and he, him and Cam Fleming are going up head to head. There's something happened where they stopped the rep in the middle of it, and Gregory got pissed off. And he's, like, waving his hands like, yo, like, I don't know what it was, right? I can't hear it. They started the rep over, and you got a motivated Randy Gregory against a motivated Cam Fleming. Randy Gregory punched a hole in Cam Fleming's chest cavity Mm. and drove him seven yards. If the quarterback was there, he would have used Cam Fleming as a battering ram to hit the quarterback. And it was just like... Holy moly. And it, and it's not just that. It feels like every time he's lining up there, he's being disruptive. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good sign. He's been available every day. He's been out there that he's supposed to be out there. They gave him a rest day or so, but um, that's well-deserved. I think you um, you got to treat every one of these guys a little bit differently when it comes to the first game of the season and it comes to these preseason games. And he's a guy you, you got to have defensively. Yep. Um, and there's some other pass rushers that are you know looking good and, 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 and doing a good job, but he, he's the best one on your team. He is. And he, he's a difference maker. So it would be interesting to see how they approach Randy Gregory in preseason games. I, I'm expecting Sean Payton to play him a little bit, uh, but I, I wouldn't play him a lot. If I, I wouldn't play him at all, honestly, yeah. uh, because of what he's gone through and his injury history and uh, his availability issue. Um, and, and his importance to the team. But I, I'm expecting Sean Payton to play him a little bit. Hopefully You not are expecting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is You're presented not? by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. I am not. I am not. I'm okay. not expecting to see Randy Gregory. I don't I'm, I don't feel – I'll tell you this. I don't I'm feel not convicted saying just on this it. Week. I'm, I'm just saying, like, one of these three games. Yeah. One of these three games, I think he, he definitely plays. You may be right. You may be right. Um, his situation's so unique. It is. And we always talk about it. each of these guys. It's their own – island unto themselves you can't draw straight lines oh you're gonna play javante but you know i will say this if you are gonna play javante then you're probably gonna play randy no well i think they're a little bit different um i think they're a little bit different just because javante the running back position missing all the year you want to get hit a couple times right get over that and you're not going to have it out here at practice. So the only time to do that and cut and jump and do, like, real live stuff is during the game. Randy Gregory's rushing the pass, rushing the quarterback live, you know, um, every day out here. So I just think it's a little bit different uh, when it comes to those two. I just think that Sean Payton's going to play him because it's Sean Payton. He's like, this, yeah. is, this is what we're going to do, guys. Yeah. Right? Like, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. You're going to play football. Yeah. We're here to play football. Yep. Right? And, and this is how we're going to keep you healthy. 
by hitting a little bit, by playing, by getting you ready to play football. And that's what we're going to do. Whatever we did last year, we're not going to do this year. And that's what they did last year, sit guys, this and that. Nope, we're playing everyone. Let's go. So I just kind of think that uh, that's going to be his mindset uh, here with all these guys. Doesn't matter who you are. If you're healthy and you're practicing. Now, if you're Justin Simmons and you have this um, inner thigh injury. Yep, the groin. That thing. Yep. Um, then, um, you know, you're going to be cautious with that. Of course, you have a hammy. You're going to be cautious with it, right? So, um, but if you're healthy and you're practicing and you're ready to go, you're going to play. Yeah. I think that's going to be his approach. I wonder if he'll get asked that here in the next couple of days. Uh, Sean Payton won't be speaking today. Oh, he's taking the day off? Taking the day off. Oh, letting, the cord- letting the coordinators uh, crack the mic, as they say, uh, in, in, in the business. we got the coordinators. we got the coordinators. We're going to hear from Vance Joseph, uh, who I oh, really? said before you got here, I think the Vance Joseph storyline has not been as big because we don't hear from Vance. Yep. Like we just we just we spoke on the first day. That was the first and, and only. So we'll hear from Vance here in a Good. little bit. Uh, we are broadcast from Training Camp 2023. Is powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built for tough. What did we make from Russell Wilson out at camp today and the growth of this offense? We'll take a dive into that coming up next. From the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023, thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built Ford Tough. All right, reacting to Training Camp practice on Thursday, August 8th, 2023. James Marilat from NumberSports.com with us as well. James, you were out at practice. Um, let's just start with Russ. What did you What did you think of Russ in the offense today? I thought they were much, much better. I thought Russ was great today. I really did. Uh, the bandwagon is still open. People are welcome to join at any point, even if you were, you know, a naysayer and, hey, worried about how he's looking on August 4th. It's still time to get on board. He looked really good today. He looked good. And, you know, there was the big throw to Marvin Mims, and maybe he would have been sacked. Maybe he wouldn't have. It it would have been still, But still, just the escapability, getting out there, and that's a classic Russell Wilson play, right? Broken play, rolling to your right, throwing the deep ball, hitting the guy right in stride. I thought he looked really good today. So I think all the hand-wringing is going to prove to be much ado about nothing. Today was uh, another sign that uh, it's heading in that direction. Well, I hope you're right. You know, it seems like it's getting a little bit better. Um, I think you're you're overhyping it, over sensationalizing a little bit there, James. Right? I mean, he definitely would have been sacked by like Randy Gregory. I think would have killed him on that play. Benito flushes him out, and um, he, he he would have been sacked for like an eight yard loss on the pass to Mims. But he did have a great throw to Cortland Sutton he on did. the skinny post. That he was did. a touchdown that I really did like. So. You know, for me, some good, some bad, uh, but but better than what I was seeing last week. But, so. he, but even the bad, like let's say it was a sack. That's not on him. I mean, no, no, Bowles no, no, isn't no, out no. there. McGlinchey's not out there because right. he went in. It's like not on him. You know, it, so it, whatever was bad from the offense wasn't a rust problem. I thought everything he was asked to do today and could do today, I thought was. It was pretty darn good, to be honest with you. No interceptions, yep. right? I nope. didn't see an interception. You saw one that was um, possibly could have been an interception that went through Mathis's hands. Yeah, definitely. Talk about that. Yeah, he jumped the route. It was like a little like like comebacker for Judy. Just turned around, you know, sits down, and Mathis jumped in front of it. Stoke, it, I thought it was going to be a pick six. 
I thought it was going to be a pick six, and and I don't know what happened. Like, and he's looking at his hands after, and he fell to the ground. Ended up being a reception for ended Judy. Ended up being a catch. Ended up being a catch for Judy. Okay. That's a good thing. But there's context to everything. But I'm not going to be like, like he did. He didn't catch it. You right. know. Wait, so, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now we're knocking Russ for completions. No, that's what we're getting to. No, no. it was. No. It went through the DB's hands. Could, we got to talk it about that. You're not. Want, you want to ignore it? You want to ignore that it went through the DB's hands? Hey, all we're doing, all right, all we're just uh, trying to give a full picture here. That's it. We're we're not on one side or the other, James. We're just giving a full picture. Like I said, there was some good, there was some bad, a little bit of luck also. Sure, maybe on a play. What's we'll take? It happens all the time. But Father I thought it was Son, a really Spirit. nice throw. Right? Maybe if if Jarrett Stidham throws that pass, Demari Mathis is going the other way with the pick six. Russ, why? Because he threw it on a rope. It was a great throw. It was he a great throw in a very tight window. I think. I think it was just this luck. It was. A, it was a. Uh, if Johnny uh, Moxon throws that, which is what Jarrett Stidham looks like, same number. He's Johnny Moxon. Explain to our listeners who Johnny yes. Moxon is. Oh, it's from Varsity Blues. Uh, you know, it's the guy from what was it, Dawson's Creek. He's the backup quarterback. He's on the sideline reading Kirk Vonnegut. They throw him out in the game when the when Lance gets hurt. That's what Jarrett Stidham is. He's Johnny Moxon. <laughs> Your recall of season two of, <laughs> like, uh, we're live here at Training Camp 2023, the Denver zone. Thanks to our friends from Randy Ross Tennis Center. Um, look, James, um, we, we're, 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 we're just relaying what we saw, and you said, hey, the hand rings must have do about nothing. Yes. Um, I just, I, I just, uh, the, to, the practices are getting better. The offense is, For sure. the offense is building. Um, but when you say the hand wringing is much to do about nothing, hand wringing, and I had to double check, it's a, it's a physical expression of concern or distress. Correct. That 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 is often in a nervous manner. After watching the worst Denver Broncos offense of all time, don't fans have a reason to be a little bit concerned and have a little a reason to be nervous? Sure. I mean, there's a, there's a reason to be a little gun shy and cautiously optimistic and not wanting to just jump on board. There's a reason my bandwagon still has plenty of seats available. I get it. But that also doesn't mean it's not trending in that direction. We've seen way more already in training camp that's been positive from Russell Wilson and from this offense than we did a year ago. Yeah, you may be right about that. We didn't see anything until the Cowboys rolled in. Yeah. And then we saw nothing in preseason games. And I I really am interested to see. I don't care if they win on Friday night, obviously. But just do they come out and do they look organized and does the offense in their possession not go three and out, go down, move the ball a little bit, ends in a field goal, whatever, just look competent because if you go back to last year, obviously none of them played, but that debacle in Buffalo should have been oh the biggest gosh. red flag oh we had. Gosh. Offensively, defensively, it was a mess. It yes. was a team that had no interest in participating in preseason games because their coach didn't have any interest in it. Yeah. And you contrast that to what we heard from Sean Payton yesterday, which I thought was spot on. You know, we're not we're not wearing bucket hats. We're not, uh, you know, doing interviews. We're not putting on sunglasses. There will be no proposals for, you know, marriage proposals on the sideline. Yep. Just the silliness that's gone on around here of lack of professionalism the last four, five, six years. That stuff's going to be over. So that's what I want to see on, on Friday night. Yeah, I think your your bar is too low. You know, I don't know when the last time that you watched all good offensive football is. Um, so for me, I think you, you're just you've lowered the bar, James. You, you're giving oh. out. You're the you're the mom scorekeeper of the little league baseball little, game. Little right? league yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's another. Nope, not a, there's another orange slices for everyone. I think that's kind of where you are right now. Um, but I, I don't want to knock you too much because I, I I'm trying to get to where you are. And I do. I like what I've been seeing. Um, it's been better offensively, but it's not even close to being good enough. No, let, let, let's just not. put it out there. It's not even close to being uh, good enough football. You know, you can't have in the NFL. You can't have one 
good play and then one bad play. Right. Right. You just can't. I'm just telling you. Flashbacks. Yes, I'm just telling you. But Russell Wilson isn't having one good play and one bad play. I know, but I'm just not. No, I'm I'm talking about the offense as a whole, right? You can't have a false start. Right, right. And then have a seven yard run. And or you can't have a holding call and then, you know, an incomplete pass. And I mean, this offense won't be good enough to overcome those mistakes. And that's why I'm just seeing too many mistakes. It's still early. I just think you've lowered the bar too no, much, No, no, I haven't, and I okay. agree with you on all those things, right? The offense as a whole isn't where it needs to be, but I do think all the hand-wringing from last week, it was they didn't realize this is a process. You don't come out in the first practice, second practice, third practice of the year and look like you're going to on September 10th in the opener. That's just not how it works. Defensively, you can to some extent. I mean, it, defense is more about attitude than it is about scheme necessarily. So I think there's always a reason why the defense is ahead of the offense. I think the progression has been fine, and that's what we should have been looking for is steady improvement that you can see the trajectory that by the time they get to September 10th, they're where they need to be, and it's not this flat line, which is what we had last year. They didn't get any better last year, and then, I mean, they honestly were fairly good offensively in the opener, but it it fell apart after that. I I just want to almost defend ourselves for a second because you're referencing our our hand-wringing last week. Yes. Consistent hand-wringing. us. So we have like a three-hour show to fill, right? So we come on. How many times are we going to say, oh, it's early, it's early, it's early, it's early, as opposed to talking about football practice? I get because it. Because if, if we're going to talk about football practice, we had to tell what was going on. Sure. While, while bookending it with saying it's early. Well, let, let me talk. Let me put it this way. I think the hand-wringing about Russ was much ado about nothing. I think the hand-wringing about the offense was not because they have major issues up front. They do. They can't block anybody. And that's been consistent throughout camp that's been on running plays passing plays doesn't matter what they're doing agreed we're seeing that so i think that's fair and then when you see mcglinchy not out there what is going on with garrett bowles he uh, he didn't practice last friday he didn't practice today when he has been out there he looks like garrett bowles that we weren't sure would get the you know that didn't get his fifth year option picked up right that's what he's looked like so all of that is fine i'm not saying it just needs to be nothing but you know rainbows and unicorns and lollipops or whatever it is but I think the the focus on Russ and, you know, when do we start? When is it fair to start worrying about Russ? I think that part was uh, was overblown. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. But, but it's hard to ignore what we saw last year with Russ, and then we're seeing the offense not perform well, but also Russ not perform well, right? I mean, we saw three days in a row where Justin Simmons said, let me get that, and an interception sure. three days sure. in a row, some bad passes, some off-schedule passes, getting out of the pocket, right, um, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit early, some of that stuff. So I think we've been fair uh, in our in our criticism of what we've been seeing, because look, we've been scarred from last year. This isn't a one-off from what we're seeing from Russ. We would give him a pass, but after what we watched last year, it's tough to ignore what we what we saw that first week. No, I get that. I totally get that. You've, you've had a few bad relationships in a row, and then you know she's gone dark and hasn't right. texted you back. You're what do you What do you think's looking? going on? She gone. You know, you imagine you right. immediately jump to the she worst on to somebody conclusion. else, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I totally get that. I just want to continue to see improvement, right? So if, we, if they go out there on Friday and they move the ball down the field and get a score, field goal, touchdown, whatever, it's like, okay. If they go out there and it's a debacle and it's three and out and they got to go out there for a second drive and it's that way again, then I think we can we can 
start to be more and more concerned. You I just want to see progression. The game? You, I mean, you're putting that much into the game. Uh, I want to see Friday? the one. I want to see the ones look good. I, 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 I want to circle back to that. Okay. Because okay. because it's there's there's a there's a funny dynamic as it relates to Friday night. And I don't think I'm misrepresenting it uh, here in just a second, but we're live from Training Camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects for over three decades. That's Con, K A H N, construction.com. How much emphasis should we be putting on Friday night? I think my answer may surprise you. See if the fellas agree next.